Morning, handsome. Coming at you from sunny Oakland, California, I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and this is your Morning Handsome, brought to you by liberalguiltradio.org and morninghandsome.com. In the news today, God accidentally kills Joe Paterno instead of Jerry Sandusky. Whoops, says the Almighty. Newt Gingrich seeks an open relationship with his supporters while Rick Santorum gets glitter bombed by the occupiers. And Urban Dictionary has a field day with that one. Hey. Speaking of, the world spends a day without Wikipedia as opposed to the 364 other days a year it spends without books. Knights of the Old Republic and Skyrim, the uh, new awesome um, uh, uh, role-playing games, our review of not playing either of their uh, these games. Uh, Katy Perry no longer following Russell Brand on Twitter, which is somehow more shocking than their divorce. Kodak crumbles while Polaroid unveils a new device to beat the camera phone, the phone camera. That and other news from CES. <laughs> We talk about the top five movie disasters uh, in honor of 2012, which is the end of everything or whatever. Boat Girl versus Plain Woman, uh, otherwise known as Amelia Earhart. And uh, I read two books, sort of. I sort of read two books. Wait, the... where is Sean? Sean's not even here. What do you mean? Uh, Sean. Sort of read two books. Uh, no, yeah, oh, yes, yeah, you're making fun of the fact that <laughs> Sean has been carrying around the same copy of um, The Great Gatsby since 1999. <laughs> well, I I just trust that he's really attached to it. You know, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like carrying around a copy of the Bible. You know, it's not it's not necessarily in of itself weird. Uh, it's 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 you know. It's a great book. It is sort of a Bible for guys who likes to dress snappy and show up at parties but then look disaffected. I actually think it's a little bit more like carrying around a copy of Catcher in the Rye, which makes me think that you're actually waiting to kill someone. Or a big fan of the movie Conspiracy Theory. Ah, with a great Mel film Gibson. with, well, not only Mel Gibson, but Patrick Stewart. Or as I like to call good him, in that. Captain Patrick Stewart. Captain Stewart. <laughs> and is Julia he's... Roberts, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, She is unfortunate. Mm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> It's unfortunate that we've had to watch her for so many years. She's she's great in uh, Pretty Women, Woman because she plays a role so true to her spirit. Right. But then it's just another softcore movie with Richard Gere, which Richard the Gere. Yeah. I was never I was never a middle-aged woman enough to enjoy Richard Gere movies. I, I think yeah. I think my favorite Julia Roberts movies um are the movies in which Julia Roberts is not in them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, zing. <laughs> Didn't she play like a person who looks like her in like one of the Oceans movies where like they have to fool real Bruce Willis into the fact that she's really Julia Roberts, but she's fake. That's in one of the Ocean, Ocean yes, movies. Yes, that's actually in the Oceans 12 where they will, Julia Roberts playing a character that looks like Julia Roberts <laughs> yeah. has to be alongside Bruce Willis, but not actually be Julia Roberts. But pretend to be Julia Roberts. Right, but to fool Bruce to Willis, who's appearing Roberts. as himself. It was a real milestone in movie history. Well, it, you know, it was some of the, the most terse screenwriting since Citizen Kane, and I think that because it was a really overlooked, you know, in the Oscars. Yeah, season. the continuity girl actually committed ritualistic seppuku. Yeah. Uh, she was going so crazy trying to keep track of... 
What is this, NPR? Seppuku. I always enjoy a good seppuku joke, by the way. I'll yeah. You know. I always enjoy people over-pronouncing things on uh, NPR. You know, be like, there are recent Occupy protests in San Francisco that went all the way to Cesar Chavez Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> blocking up the 101 freeway to San Jose. <laughs> I left my heart in San Jose. Oh, boy. Do you know the way? Um, yes, you, you go to the airport and... Um, you know, I like oh, this. Uh, this so so. I was reading about this boat girl, uh, Laura Decker. Mm-hmm. Speaking oh, yeah. of over pronunciation, mm-hmm. uh, I I, I like was that pretty... she has deck in her name too, like a boat. I think that's really hip. She sounds like a pretty balls out young yeah. lady. Yeah, yeah. She's meaning her balls have already dropped. Pretty hardcore inside breeze. Yeah, outside yep. breeze. Inside breeze. She so she's like was born on a boat, right? Mm-hmm. And then at ten she sailed her first solo mission, and at sixteen yep. she left to. Uh, Sail around the world, um, even yeah. even though so, she made uh, many stops. On her own. Even though she made many stops, I had my first solo mission in the shower yeah. at about twelve or so. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. That was a solo <laughs> emission. Yeah. Solo emission. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. And that and that that emission did not circumnavigate the globe, correct? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Good. That, good. It also it met a watery grave that she did not. Thank God. <laughs> so we don't know yet if it will circumnavigate the globe. Maybe someday. It's true. It's true. Someday that's still sea. making its way through right. the uh, through the Pacific Channel. Once it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once it joins the Arctic current, it'll be carried far away to the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I, I was uh, I, you know I, I was pretty impressed, sixteen, yeah. to be doing this on her own. Although um, uh, although there is some controversy that you know yeah. she definitely had a lot of support. She stopped yeah. many times. Mm-hmm. She how had it, lots of she had her family meeting her and, and how is her. that controversial? I really don't understand how stopping on your way around the world is controversial. Well, because it is there a time limit on it? Well, it wasn't like when uh, you know they they set forth with expositions. You know, in the 14th and 15th century, they were like, oh, okay. Well, Bob, why don't you meet us in uh, Argentina mm-hmm. and we'll we'll pick you up there. Mm-hmm. Run ahead with some supplies just That's in true. case we're a little low. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of months. That's true. It is It is slightly different um, that an entire boatload full of Spanish conquistadors is somewhat different than uh, the 21st century equivalent of a 16-year-old Netherlands girl. Yeah. yeah that's true. I guess that, that is. I guess there is some differences there. I, I think the only difference is fiberglass. <laughs> no one says like, oh, this guy ran a mile, but he also drank water. So it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but exactly. they do say this guy ran 10 miles, but then he drove. He got on the bus for the six in the middle. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's quite the same. So, oh, anyway. we didn't even uh, introduce ourselves. Um, I am joined in the studio today um, by my, my two illustrious co-hosts. We're so good at this. I feel like I should, yeah, it's been six and a half minutes since we've uh, started talking. We probably identify who the fuck we are. Uh, I am Lee Sanger Golden, and to my right is uh, Hunter Ambrose, Morning Handsome. Good morning, Handsome. And uh, Caleb Hofford, Morning Handsome. Good morning, Handsome. Hey. I'm just uh, further to his right. Yes. And then our silent, silent partner, Miss Princess... Thank you, Princess. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good morning, Princess. Yeah, she's definitely very quiet when you actually want her to make a noise. And when you're trying to make her be quiet, then she makes a lot of noise. But she's actually quite handsome, so she does fit in. You know, she is she is handsome. Yes, she's a handsome animal. I'm glad that we spent this time talking about Lee's cat. Maybe we can move on. <laughs> to your so, cat. Did you guys... How did you guys... <laughs> They're so cute. They are okay. so cute. How did you guys survive Wednesday? Did you, were you okay? Did, oh, did you manage to make through? Had you provisioned beforehand uh, for the internet blackout? Oh, I, I was yeah. a little concerned. Yeah, I, I actually had a stockpile of internet in my bathtub. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good. yeah. Yeah, be, yeah, because of SOPA, um, the the protest, they took down like mm-hmm. Wikipedia. You could get a mobile version of it, I think. Yeah. So 
So oh, yeah, I was really hard. Like I couldn't use Wikipedia unless I pulled out my iPhone or my iPad. I'm so downtrodden. I yeah, had to I actually can't. try and remember things with my brain. Oh. Well, I, 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 I made a list and pre-cached the top 50 searches <laughs> that I would have made on Wednesday. So I just basically searched for all those things on Tuesday and then cached them all on my computer so the next day I could just look them up. That's good. Yeah, that was that was wise. Yeah, I that just a, went that through was a good and thought, use of your time. You know, maybe at eight thirty in the morning, what am I going to look up? Mm-hmm. Uh, hamster rides bicycle through fair. Well, you and know? on a Wednesday in particular. Right. I mean, yeah. Wednesday has definitely has its own brand of searches. Yeah, hump yeah. day definitely is a unique Google day in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just yeah. glad they didn't take down Wikipedia because then mm-hmm. I really would have been flying blind as a bat if I did not have a database. If of you Star Wars knowledge. If you didn't have your day. spiritual guidance online. Yeah. That's one of my main concerns about this SOPA thing is really them them killing these websites that stream from Kashik and stream all this copyrighted Wookiee material. You know, yeah. all these Kashik uh, upload sites uh, are really going to be the first ta- first target of SOPA, I think. I mean, if SOPA really went through, if SOPA had been around 10 years ago, we never would have seen the Kashik Spring. Uh, yes, I, I, I mean... The, I'm sorry, the Wookiee Spring. The Wookiee Spring. <laughs> Wookiee Spring. <laughs> I believe that it was called the uh, the tragedy at at uh, uh, at Wookie. No, that was the Wookie Spring Break, which was uh, <laughs> really just an awful affair. Uh, speaking of uh, a bunch of we... Wookies and Speedos, oh, terrible oh, Wookies with low self esteem. <laughs> the Klingon massacre, and then MTV showed up. It's just, oh, it was just awful. I mean, I'd love to see Klingons fight Wookies. I mean, right? I was. Just, oh damn! You just took it out of my mind. Next week on Versus. <laughs> yeah, that's a preview of the next Versus. Mm-hmm. So let's take it all a moment to ridicule Jerry Sandusky in memory of Joe Paterno's passing. Yeah, Joe Paterno died today, and, and I thought Ooh. that God killed the wrong person. I definitely agree. Also, there is no God. There is no God. Which this is, is proof of it. Yeah, right the ra- random act of the universe uh, killed the wrong person. I'm sorry, if people can say, like, look at these rocks. These rocks are proof that there is God. I can say the fact that Joe Paterno died instead of Jerry Sandusky is proof there is not. <laughs> well, I think Jerry, I think Joe Paterno, we, we actually have the culpability for killing Joe Paterno. Like, we do, as a collective human race. And I'll tell you why. It's because we um, assigned him any guilt for possibly covering up the repeated sexual abuse of young children by his uh, assistant coach. If in any way by assigning him assigning this old frail man mm-hmm. some limited uh, blame in this situation, what we did was actually just put him into a depressive spiral that ended his life. Yeah, that being said, if someone was my assistant whatever and I found this out, I would I would have like just immediately gone over and just like beat the shit out of him. Right. You know what and I mean? so, so and I so I don't actually feel bad. I feel like Jerry Sandusky uh, you know, I or I feel like Joe Paterno actually, you know, he he uh he was slightly guilty. You know, he really did have some responsibility in this. And I think that, you know... Oh, we just got an AP uh, update. Gabriel oh. Giffords of Arizona is uh, resigning from Congress this week. Oh. Uh, that's too bad. Best wish to her and her husband. Hope they have a yeah. good life together. Her Thank and Mark you. Kelly, astronaut Mark yeah. Kelly. Thank you both for your service, and I hope you enjoy your retirement and uh, have a million kids. I actually hope you don't have a million I don't think kids. she can have children, yeah. actually. Oh, okay. Oh, so All right. Well, I hope they have a million sexes. And on that note, <laughs> maybe it's time to take a break, like a ovary break. Um. Okay. But oh. weren't we going to talk about we, pop yeah. stuff first? Yeah. Let's oh, talk pop stuff. We're still in our first segment. I'm yeah. still. I'm sorry. I was just trying to get away from. My yeah. Let's, yeah. Well, let's actually move forward. Yeah. How about move that? Forward. Um, so <laughs> talking about stop talking about cats and AP news bulletins and actually just 
So here's our, our review of not playing Knights of the Little Republic or Skyrim. Way to give away the joke at the beginning. <laughs> no, that's what the billboard's for. It's true. Getting people into it with funny jokes. <laughs> I, uh, so, so anyway, uh, to backtrack now that there's no longer any humor available, uh, hey, we already KOTOR was released um, a couple weeks ago. Knights of the Old Republic, which is a, uh, a pretty exciting game for those, for those video gaming nerds out there. Um, it was a rehash of one of the greatest uh, Star Wars uh, universe RPGs ever made. Yeah, which was uh, amazingly version. also called Kotor. Well, actually, the other one was called yeah, the other one's called Kotor Knights of the Old Republic. This is called the Old Republic. Yeah. Um, so this so is just the, Tor. This is yeah, exactly. This is the online uh, version of of, of this, life in Star Wars. Of life in Star Wars. Um, I mean. I, to the credit of all the people wasting their time playing this game a lot, if this had come out like when I was in college or high school, I probably never would have graduated college or high school. Right. It yep. seems like it's a really cool thing. I, we just have other things to do in, right. in regular life. It seems really cool if it's the only thing you're considering. Yeah, I, I have a pretty full life just having one life. I don't need to also have a second life. Yes, which is also another game. Yes, which is yeah, <laughs> and all and I mean this is really, but that's really the argument against all these MMORPGers and LARPers and all these people. I think that you know, uh, uh, you know, don't you want to be a Jedi? You're I, not going to be no, a I, Jedi. I've got I've got nothing against the people that play them. If that's what gets you off, go for it. But um, I should use my hand. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the difference between you and a LARPer. That I mean, you use your hand, they use a lightsaber made out of plastic. It, it is a <clears> cool. <throat> it is a cool life to be online as a as a Jedi. It's also cool to <laughs> go outside and uh, for those of you in the home office who cannot see the vulgar gestures that my co-hosts are making. They seem to be implying that a lightsaber is a phallus similar than one's own phallus. Caleb, where did you find this dildo that makes lightsaber sounds? <laughs> where do you get such wonderful toys? <laughs> so then Microsoft also released another volume of the Elder Scrolls franchise, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is called Skyrim. And those of you who may have lost one or two lifetimes to mm -hmm. titles such as Oblivion yeah, or Oblivion that one. or Morrowind um, or you know, Morrowind, right? That was the the, the, the previous one. Mm -hmm. This has been a great series. I, I've sort of played a bit of them ever since Daggerfall, um, which I think was like the second one or mm -hmm. so. Um, got Hans, you and I got pretty hardcore into the fourth one. I never completed the main quest because it's a fucking ridiculously large <laughs> and long world. Did you finish the main quest? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yes. You look like you spent time in give me, yeah, give me, yeah, Give me an estimate of how many hours of your life were there. Hours? <laughs> we don't, Years? We don't use hours. Where we're going, in, we don't need in, hours. In, in, in the land of Elder Scrolls, in, in the land of Elder Scrolls, we use a different metric to Epic. measure our time. <laughs> a, a geological era? Yes. <laughs> yeah. that like, came, I spent a Pleistocene. Yeah. That came out when we were in college, so we like, kind of had the freedom to just, like, Fuck around and play mm -hmm. a game and like be right. Be That's really what it boils down to. you don't need to. sleep, yeah. so you just yeah. kind of yeah. play games. So anyway, I you know my exciting part about this though, Lee, as you said, is that uh, I haven't played either of these games. Yeah, it's great. It's great. We haven't played either, and they're supposed to be huge. Like in fact, the new game uh, Skyrim is so huge that the previous land, uh, Oblivion, is also in the game. Yeah. 
I, I just want for you the can uh, visit the previous game. That's how big it is for the audience listening in. Uh, when when both Hanj and uh, and Lee said that it's great that they haven't played it, a single tear rolled down both of their cheeks. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was the same tier, which was really weird. <laughs> we actually shared a tier. We a, do share a tier duct. It was a, it was a multiplayer tier. Yeah. It was a tier in a quantum state. Yeah, our tier ducts have local co-op uh, uh, capability. <laughs> Don't even need to have a LAN party for these kind of tiers. Massively multiplayer online weeping. So I hope you're all enjoying KOTOR and Skyrim. but uh, We're enjoying uh, sex and outside. <laughs> but I'm sure you're actually not. I'm sure that you've been, you've, you've been awake all night now, yeah. walking across some great virtual wasteland. And right now it's uh, you know, about midday. You're realizing you have no friends and you're sitting in your underwear in your parents' basement mm-hmm. and uh, crying to yourself as you, as you play this game. And I, I hope that you... Uh, but you can at least comfort yourself with the wicked ice wand you got last night. <laughs> I've heard that Skyrim is so large you can actually play Minecraft in Skyrim. <laughs> this is really cold. Yeah. <laughs> Would you stop <laughs> making jerk off noises <laughs> during the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> at least make up make jerk off noises onto the microphones. So let's let's talk about movies. Oh yeah, so 2012 um, is going to be a big year for comic fans. We're getting like two really highly anticipated. Um, I know that sounds funny. But, um, we're getting two highly anticipated comic movies: Avengers and also Dark Knight Rises. Um, Why? I'm not actually that excited. Like, I'm not anticipating another Batman reboot. This is not a. I mean, reboot. another Batman. Like, I feel like that. It's just a boot. Yeah, just a bear. There's nothing re about it. Um, I think that there is a huge groundswell of support for this movie. I mean, I think it's it's ridiculous how much how many people love that last one. Like, I thought the first one was actually the best. Right, everyone. definitely. The second one I thought was pretty weak. And so, whenever they do these sequels that kind of let me down, I always feel like, well, I'm not excited. Really, about you the thought film. Dark Knight was weak? I don't think it's weak. I just don't. I, I think it's like it's almost too real it's like what if batman was really like when you watch a a normal batman movie you're kind of like okay there's gotham city it's like an awful place i'm glad i don't live there but when you watch dark knight you're like oh shit i live there for the sake of this discussion (laughs) and totally against my own views i'm going to continue to say that dark knight was weak i I don't think it's as strong as um the first one but i I think it's it's still one of the strongest comic movies of all time and strongest movies in the Batman franchise. You know, I think maybe it's just the fact that everybody was so exci- so, you know, wrapped up about Heath Ledger during that movie that it kind of it I haven't seen the movie, but I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, that definitely <laughs> <laughs> that's, my opinion yeah. isn't really based in having seen the movie, so yeah. I think that that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's my my opinion on this is just as valid as my opinion on Skyrim and Kotor. So I think, or that, rather, just Tor. I think Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises will probably be more popular and more like critically accepted than Avengers, but I think Avengers is going to be a more fun movie because Avengers is going to be pretty kick ass. I just hope it's no Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it is. I think the DC movies on on the whole have not been as good as the the Marvel movies. I feel like the Marvel movies have Marvel's been got it solid. Down. The X Men movies have on the whole been pretty solid. There's been some weak moments. Really, X Men is one of those tra- trilogies that really just went downhill mm. and then went downhill further. Yeah, I mean it was like yeah, it did. Oh god, I feel like first class first class went up. Kitty, get out sure. of the motorcade. Agreed, but that, get that's... out of the motorcade, Kitty. <laughs> Kitty, get out of my action figure recreation of the motorcade from the Kennedy assassination. Thank you. Um. I, I, Wait a I minute, just, I'm sorry. You, you're just saying that you recreated the action figure uh, Kennedy Arcade? Because it really sounded not like you recreated 
the uh, the assassination of JFK, mm-hmm. but as though there was an actual event where uh, a like some kind of doll JFK was murdered. Uh, and no, and you was, recreated that. I did recreate that. <laughs> I, Lee, no thick, velvety tapestry of elocution could ever quite paint an appropriate picture of the action figure motorcade recreation of the Kennedy assassination that you have created in the corner of your living room. That kind of grows a little uh, bit the, each week. I think we photo, photos to come on the, uh, on the site. Yeah, we'll I'm promising that you're going to do that. Actually, more pictures, <laughs> he's saying. So just all of your status shots for these will yeah, now basically. be pictures of the motorcade. Yeah, you can find it on my Facce book. At Facce book. Facebook.com slash Leifer, L-E-E-F-U-R. There's a guy named Leifer who was really, like, he sent me this message after you could add those extensions on Facebook. He's like, hey, my name's Leifer. It looks like you got my name. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Because Lee Fur was a, was a nickname I hated as a child. What about Leonard? I oh. like Leonard Golden. That guy's really cool. Yeah. Why can't you be more like Leonard? <laughs> Fuck. God. Okay. Why are you so terrible to Leonard, Lee? I mean, yeah, he's not real. I am so Why disappointed that he was a father. Okay, so seems like a nice guy. I mean, you have a, a good, strong role model in your father, and and right. why can't you just Let's take what you have learned what, what and and, right. and actually, you know, man up and take care of Leonard? Right. Okay. Who Leonard is? Is Leonard is my fake son on Facebook, who was started by my friend from college, Nick, who's also my neighbor. Friend, a loose term. But, but, Nick, I think like okay, mortal enemy. Nick parodies me on Facebook, in in a very interesting way. Like I made these videos when I came back from Dealey Plaza, and he like parodied hey, these we, videos we of need me. To, we, and then we should talk about this. We're still talking about this. And, well, you guys brought it up, so I'm gonna at least explain what the fuck you guys are talking about. And <laughs> so, and further his parody of me, he created a a Facebook profile of my son mm-hmm. who I do not have that he mm-hmm. controls and has like been talking mm-hmm. to my friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, I predict mm-hmm. that Avengers is going to be a better movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We'll be right back uh, with our uh, politics section here on uh, Morning Handsome. Where we'll talk about um, election 2012. The race has begun for the White House. Well, Lee, it was an exciting week in politics. The South Carolina Republican primary obviously took place yesterday, and Newt Gingrich was the winner. A major upset for Mitt Romney as he continues to seek to be the uh, inevitable nominee for the Republican presidential nomination. I'd say that uh, Romney experienced the power of nudification. And today, I think that we wanted to devote most of our political talk time to the concept of Newtification. Mm-hmm. Uh, Newt Gingrich obviously being a, a, a storied figure in American politics, steeped in history of ethical violations and, well, ethical violations. Uh, and, Newt, and, and just the crime of being Newt Gingrich. And the crime of being those, Newt Gingrich. Those sweaters, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as his Stay Puff Marshmallow Man-like form has paraded through the halls of the uh, Congress... Uh, we, we can't help but remember some of the great moments in Newt's mm-hmm. life, but also notice how Newt's presence has affected those around him. Mm-hmm. Um, those process- closest to him, you yeah, could say. Closest- and that, that process we have, we have deemed Newtification. And I personally am, uh, we'll talk about that in more detail in just a moment. I just personally want to say that I'm terrified of the, uh, the possibility of the Newtification of the entire United States. Right. Mm. Yeah. So Nothing. basically you're saying that the weird things that happen to the women in his mm-hmm. life as they've spent time with him is gonna, are going to happen to 
um, Americans as we spend time with him. Yes. It's true. It's very yeah. true. I think that that's actually totally possible. So let's 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 kind of give you an overview of the theory uh, here. I believe that uh, Hanji, you're probably gonna gonna do this best. Yes. Um, so the theory uh, revolves around the fact that um, every woman that Newt Gingrich has met and then um, somehow persuaded to be his uh, uh, life partner has turned into a uh, well. Uh, let's just say a, a no 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 a. Uh, uh, an ugly old bag yep. um, is really the probably the correct. They, term. they start out. They start out very fresh faced, very yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Uh, they seem. They lady. seem. Their their smile actually seems genuine yeah. and reaches their and eyes. And within fifteen years, um, they've turned into an ugly old tired waste of sack of ovaries that no one wants to be part of. And and then they die a horrible <laughs> agonizing death. Uh, they're either diagnosed with cancer or multiple sclerosis or just uh, uh, being the 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 fake woman from the Martian Chronicles. Um, <laughs> either way, they just they just turn into these horrible perversions of, of normal women. You mean and, Mars Attacks. Just wanted to throw that up. Oh, yeah, Mars Attacks. Same difference. Um, <laughs> Bradbury, Burton. Same, same, thing. Yeah. same thing. So uh, so that is the process of nutification. Um, yeah. By which, uh, by which a normally um, uh, useful vivacious. Resor- vivacious resource is turned mm. into a, a, a disgusting post-apocalyptic uh, yep. reflection of itself and my sort of my sort of uh, secondary theory on top of this is that Newt actually is sort of a joy vampire and he just kind of sucks the joy <laughs> from these women and then, and then the things that they love about life and that's what makes him powerful and keeps him young oh. <laughs> so he has like a Lazarus uh, pool kind of rasa <laughs> of virgins of, exactly of virgin <laughs> campaign staff interns yep. who he bathes in revitalizing himself wow he takes their youth what, and then he just what does he do? And, and he eats it like honey, I think. Oh, yeah. He eats it like, honey. like he puts it on like maybe a, some kind of jello. He puts it on like an English muffin or something with. He, he prefers a crumpet. Ah, crumpet. He's very high class. He's crazy. I I I feel like the saddest part about the developments in this Republican primary, from a straight joke perspective, <laughs> have been the loss of all these great candidates mm. who dropped out, um, like Rick Perry. Uh, you know, can we take a moment to remember? It was like all... the gayer, dumber George Bush. Right. <laughs> it was like it was like it was it was Will Ferrell campaigning as George Bush for presidency of the United States. It was amazing. It was everything you thought Texans were. You know, and 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 there was a third thing. It, it was like, it, it was like uh, um, Josh Brolin as Will Ferrell as George yeah. Bush. Yeah. 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 And then uh, uh, Michelle... he was a walking farce. Mm-hmm. A walking yeah. farce. It's like James Cromwell as Dana Carvey as George Bush Senior. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was awesome though, and I, I just feel like that we've lost all these great characters, and and you know it's only a matter of time before Rick Santorum drops out, and mm-hmm. and then that's just going to be really sad. Cause... And then we might actually have a serious race. Yeah. Oh. Well, you think about Romney. He seems like such a straight laced candidate. You're like, oh, okay. He's like a businessman. He looks like a like a square jaw you would like see in a. Um, in a you know, <laughs> governor's portrait, and then you find out that his family are just crazy polygamists from Mexico. I, I find that very hard to believe. I went next when I see Mitt Romney, I don't think of him as being in a, a family portrait. I think of him as throttling Dennis the Menace. You know, I, I think of him as being somebody who just like loses his shit mm-hmm. and strangles children. Like that's what he strikes me as. I feel like his campaign is like he's he just seems like a, a used car salesman. Like I just there exactly. I always expect there to be something wrong with what he's selling. Right. You know what, I mean? exactly. you know what the hardest thing about being Mitt Romney is? All the fucking jokes about Mitt's. Mitt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
I think it's he's just, heard them all. The hardest thing about being Mitt Romney is the fact that Mitt Romney has become the scapegoat for everything that's wrong with the Republican <laughs> Party. They're like, oh yeah, Mitt Romney, that guy sucks. Oh man, he's everything that's Romney with the party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just surprised that there hasn't been more Doonesbury strips where it's just like a baseball mitt yeah, talking exactly. to like a little lizard. It's How like, do you it's know there has been? Mitt. Uh-huh, exactly. I would have heard of such things. I'd get an AP News <laughs> alert like, boop, boop, boop. For every Doonesbury that might be actually a funny joke. Gary Trudeau comes up with an actual funny joke. If you ever, if you ever would like... Plays some, it out for a decade. Actually, if you'd like some really interesting reading material, Lee is going to post his Google News Alert reading list <laughs> on the internet. It's one of the most fascinating lists of 626,000 items I've ever seen. It's just sad because like, I always find out when people die before anyone else. Like that's, I'm always the first one to know when people leave this earth. And so, like, I'm just being, you know, I work and be like, Etta James is dead. Like, really? Thanks, Captain Buzzkill. <laughs> also, Joe Paterno. And, like, it's just like, I need to, there should just be an app, like, I Dead, where it just, like, tells you when you follow certain people and then it tells you when they're dead. We got to edit that out. Why? Because that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know anyone, I don't want anybody to take that. <laughs> yeah. The Wikibituary? The Wikibituary. No. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Well, Mom, I'm talking you... about the Wikibituary. I bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and another, po- another political news this week. Obviously, the big news was SOPA. As we uh, SOPA, as we talked about earlier, uh, you know, we, we it was a difficult day on Wednesday when uh, many websites around the world went dark uh-huh. in support of or uh, support against mm-hmm. the uh, SOPA, the uh, uh, Online Piracy Act. Stop mm-hmm. uh, online stop piracy. Online online piracy. Which is a bill that was basically funded by major uh, content generators, mm-hmm. i.e. Viacom, Univision, all these people mm-hmm. who make all this, this content. And they basically mm-hmm. are saying, you know, people are uh, pirating uh, materials, have been for many mm-hmm. years. And uh, mm-hmm. if they continue to, they're all going to go out of business. No. Oh. So uh, SOPA, uh, SOPA, which everybody has been talking about. Um, you know, it has become a big, uh, big dividing line mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, the intellectual, or sorry, the technological communities. And uh, one of the one of the, the big news items from this week was footage. Um, uh, you know, always uh, the, the highlights of C-SPAN making the news. <laughs> so footage of uh, the re- the the ranking Republicans on the intellectual property committee who decide these regulations for these items. Um, who who were basically going saying and I quote uh, well let's bring in the nerds we need to get some nerds down here uh, to explain this stuff to us um, and then in the other breath saying well I'm only just an old country boy uh, this is uh, Representative Wilson the ranking Republican who said this well I'm just an old country boy and I don't really understand all the jargon in this uh, newfangled stuff. Um, I think that this bill draws the appropriate boundary uh, for criminal barriers in the virtual world as parity to the physical world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so uh, you know, just a very fascinating, uh, a fascinating play out of, of committed Luddites uh, trying to regulate the internet. When he thinks of like internet crime, too, I bet he thinks of like Keanu Reeves' Johnny Mnemonic, like. We need to stop these guys running around 90s internet virtual no, reality. Using I, dolphins to or, hack into the government. Lawnmower man. No, I think what he actually thinks, he thinks he thinks of an a, a, He thinks of a guy with like with like one of those uh, 1920s thief masks, just the black band around his eyes, uh-huh. sitting he at like of a the hamburger. Yeah, think exactly. He thinks of the hamburger at like a Mac 2, just uh-huh. like tapping away, stealing some woman's identity. Here's a, here's a message to the con- these content generators that are so interested in their uh, content and getting paid for it. How about this, guys? How about you make content worth paying for, and then mm-hmm. we will. 
because I don't go see movies anymore because it's not worth paying for it. Um, but uh, I don't really pirate movies either. Um, what I uh, do is I download movies that I've already bought because I'm sick of buying Star Wars and Star Trek and James Wan 80,000 fucking times. Uh, I bought it enough times. And, and then the only time that like I've watched new movies recently was like on a plane flying back from Israel. And I was like, oh, these are all the new movies I missed. None of these were worth paying for. Hmm. Or just perhaps recognize that the freedom of the internet is what give it, gives it its vibrancy and usefulness. And these draconian measures are simply going to... Yes. It, it's simply going... They're going to try and shut it down, but it will be a massive failure. You know what, boys? I have to disagree. You know, I think you were right the first time, Caleb. I think that the supporters of SOPA, these Republicans <clears throat> uh, who are supporting SOPA and these big uh, conglomerate media companies... The supporters. ...really, really failed in that they should have made, you know, like a, like a video, you know, like a movie uh-huh. promoting... Uh, uh, promoting SOPA. You know, and, and sold it. And sold it. <laughs> and then that would have... They should have distributed it on All the internet. All they needed to do if they would have just done that. It's super easy. You just put it on YouTube. Right, right. I, and they could have just made it like um, Jesse Eisenberg dressed as the Hamburglar sitting at a computer <laughs> stealing credit card information. From, from Lars Ulrich <laughs> from, No, from like tired old, yeah, old mom yeah. and pop, you know, who's like, she says... I've fallen and I can't protect my identity. I just, I just imagine the hamburger taking his Mac Two into an old mom and pop store, putting it on the counter, and tapping away, and that's how he steals the identity. I like the idea of Jesse Eisenberg in a stall in an airport bathroom, dressed as the hamburger. I like the idea of computers on a public Wi-Fi <laughs> with a Mac Two. So he's got the block, but he's on the Wi-Fi hacking. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. There's, an, guys, an, there's an antenna mi- stuck into the top of it, like an old, an old, an old uh, television antenna. Right. We'll we'll make this video so you can all understand. All right. But, but first, uh, I think we should take a break. Yeah. And come back with our science segment. A lot of stuff going on at the uh, CES and uh, all like the uh, the major sciencey uh, technology things mm-hmm. going on in the world. So um, we'll be right back with that. Uh, you can pee. I'm just going to listen to this music. like John uh, Patrick Stewart's bald paint made you think of the curvature of the universe? Um, yes. <laughs> that was one of those yeses where you get to tell the person's lying. At least the music's loud enough I can't hear Caleb urinating. Is he going to make it? And we're back on Morning Handsome. Caleb is still peeing, but that's okay. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. He's going to come. 
Okay. He's so back. speaking of Star Trek, uh, I, I, you know, they have all the the next generation. Obviously, have been available on Netflix now for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the entire canon of Star Trek TV yeah, shows. Yeah, Deep, Deep Balls Nine, Voyage Nine, Her, Voyage Her. I can't think of one. For but me. I hardly know her. Anyway, um, I so I recently I've been putting together little like montages of various episodes that follow a similar theme. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say. Uh, the Barkley series. Oh, God, um, Lieutenant Barkley. More like Lieutenant Barkley. Yeah. Or, or obviously, uh, Brett Spiner on Brett Spiner as Brett Spiner. Um, oh. Some of my favorite episodes of, of the, the Star Trek universe, um, or at least the Next Generation universe, revolve around Data, uh, a character played by Brett Spiner, the, uh, the obviously sort of pasty-looking android. And uh, because of the shooting schedule of Next Generation and, and my... Uh, the book, a book I found in an old bookstore called The Captain's Logs. <laughs> I have some inside information that I've read that, that, you know, oftentimes he would be handed these scripts the night before they were going to shoot them, and he would have to play two, three, or four roles, perhaps, or maybe more, in the same show. They were always very fond of having Brett Spiner play multiple characters against himself. Like um, a cowboy against mm-hmm. himself. Right. Or him his, and his, his brother there. and his other brother. You know, it's like basically an army of Data's, and then his dad, who is also him, mm-hmm. and then some other random guy who's also him, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I have to say, like those, I, I've decided those are some, of my, those are my favorite episodes. I, I just watch them, and, and I think it's just because it's all Brett Spiner, like Spiner on Spiner crime, Spiner episodes. on Spiner crime, yeah, Spineritis, yeah, those are good. And you just watch. How, how did you guys start talking about this? Uh, the theme song we just oh. side segment is, is <laughs> the start. Yeah, okay. and I was also thinking about the potato <laughs> chip. Oh um, yeah, this is a joke. I, I, we like we. I feel like we've covered this in another episode. The we, potato chip. The potato chip joke can be made many times. <laughs> it's basically the. It's the way to explain in the continuity of the Star Wars Star Trek universe the the reason why even though he's a robot or android rather Data has gotten fatter as the series has gone on. It's like in addition to the emotion chip, they also installed a potato chip. It was actually accidental. It was accidental. Jordy was snacking while he was putting the emotion chip in. <laughs> he just he dropped just it in there. Dropped a little piece of Frito Lay in there, and it kind of it kind of fused into his positronic matrix, and uh, his and he was uh, created uh, robo lipids. Robo lipids. Lavar Burton is a, is an actor who really knows how to do like, the dramatic breathe really well. Like every time someone <laughs> asks him to like do something really, yeah, he does that a lot. Every time someone asks him to like do uh, something really intense that he probably shouldn't do with the technology, he does this like. Okay. You're like, Jordy, you really hold your breath well. <laughs> and on that Why? note, let's talk about some actual science stuff that's happening. Well, we were just trying to hold, we were just trying to uh, fill time and cover up the sound of you urinating. It's true. To... It's like a fire hose, a, a short, stubby fire hose. <laughs> um, so... It's like if a racehorse had a gerbil penis but still pee you the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's me. Have you guys seen this the my mom new says. Um, Polaroid like phone camera? Like, I've talked about this no. before. It actually looks cool. It has like the kind of. That, Do you shake it? No, it has that kind of textured. Yeah, I guess you could. Um, look to it that the original Polaroid cameras had. You know, like they had that kind of bumpy sort of skin mm-hmm. on the actual camera body. It has that on a phone, which leathery. I think is, yeah, it's like a leathery, bumpy kind of skin for it. I feel like it's actually kind of cool looking. Um, it looks very classic, very Polaroidy, but also very did sleek you, and did modern. You see it. I mean, I saw uh, photos of it from. So yeah. basically, Polaroid has so just entered the smartphone touch, market. Did you touch the photos? No, I, I just it looks cool. It looks bumpy. Oh, you're describing the textured surface visually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It just sound, I mean, it sounded a little like you know, like I took I'm it, like, I how did it you touch it? Like, I mean, it's like, where did you touch it? Show us on the phone where he touched you. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, love 
<laughs> he touched me on the power button. He touched me on my volume rocker. But uh, other cool things came out of CES. You were talking uh, was consumer electronic shows. That what it, that's what. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's in Vegas. It's, it's Vegas every year, right? Hey, every year in Vegas in January, baby. Rusty went last year. My cousin Rusty went. Said it was they like Rusty in there. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. They did. So what's the exciting uh, new thing? Uh, you put what's cell the big new thing? Water now. Oh they? yeah. So <laughs> I like. I, I had a. I I, I thought there was only a few really cool products that came out of CES that I was interested in. Uh, one of the big publicized one was the Nest, mm-hmm. which we actually talked about on the program a few months ago, which was a thermostat uh, made by one of the old Apple right, designers. Right, right. Um, right. That, that's that basically cool. a living, like a learning thermostat. That that, that made a big. A learnostat. There was a cool learnestat. desk computer that's basically just like a big screen that you like. It's like the screen from oh, yeah, Quantum of right. Solace. Asus makes a big users. tablet that they're, right. they're making a big a big desk. It's a work desk that's a touch screen display. Mm. And it's cooler um, than the Microsoft really cool. 40 one. Forty inch. Yeah, it's a forty inch touch screen tablet. Um, and then there's another company that's trying that's making the the interface from Minority Report, the visual interface. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But the thing I actually like that was totally practical that I thought was was really cool was the uh, it was called it's called uh, interruption. Um, it was called H. <laughs> it's a company. It was called HZO, and it was a nanofilm hydrophilic coating. If you're all still awake. It was, Those uh, words actually mean something. Yeah, it was a nanofilm hydrophilic coating for all the sensitive components inside of your smartphone. And basically what you could do is you, you coat all the sensitive components, all the circuitry, before you assemble the phone. You know, the all, the, phone, all, the, all the parts of it that makes it care about you. All the you. parts of it that, that you care about. Mm-hmm. And that oh. makes the phone completely waterproof. So basically, the phone without any extra case is completely waterproof. You can dunk it, and it's fine. So after you've been on a bender for three days, uh, you've been going out to clubs, you uh, vomit your phone into the toilet, it's going to be totally fine. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or when your pants are in, when you have to hop up really quick, uh, and your pants are around your ankles, but you need to throw up, and you lean over to puke, and the phone falls out of your pocket into the toilet... Uh, full of diarrhea and vomit. Yep. Or you t- um, or you take too much Dramamine, lose your balance, fall into a pool. Phone is still fine. Phone is still fine. Yeah. It sounds like my sister was one of the biggest <laughs> for this. <laughs> it only took you like seven examples of your sister destroying electronics. I was, I was to, just, to realize that's all we were talking about. I was just waiting for you guys to finish. You guys didn't let me get a word in edgewise. My oh, I, I, we could go on for hours. Well, I mean, if you want me to just trail after everything Caleb says. <laughs> yeah, my sister barfed on her uh, laptop once. Uh, um, <laughs> she like dropped phones. And put, she, she's dropped her phone. Wait, wait, like, how she barfed on her laptop? This is the best thing. And this is my conversation with Emma. Emma. How did you barf on your laptop? I fell. It was in. I fell asleep in bed. That was her answer. I fell asleep in bed. Wait a minute. That is inherently and explains I, that you barfed in your own bed yeah. as well. She was like, you barfed in your own bed? She's like, yeah, I fell asleep with my laptop open, my face next to my laptop, and then sleep and, and vomited. And barf coming out of my, my mouth. I sleep vomited all over the keyboard. Oh, my God. And I thought... Oh man, I hate when that happens. <laughs> I hate when I sleep. Who vomit. hasn't been there? That's how I've lost more girlfriends. And, you know, I roll over in the morning, I pass out just Bar for vomit. a minute. All of a sudden, I sleep vomit all over them, all up in their mouth. And her boyfriend is like really good with electronics. He's like a former engineer. Like he he's, treats his electronics really well. Like I, I, I've been like to, I've been like trying to explain to her like look how well Adam takes care of his things. And then like when he's not around, I'm like don't fuck 
this up because dad and I are not <laughs> buying you any more fucking electronic. I just gave her my old iPhone. You know that's like, a lie, though. What? You know it's a lie. I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's, she's going to destroy my old phone, I already know. But She's anyway. also going to destroy that man's will to live. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, they have, these, take longer. they have these cameras that are like... No. Um, <laughs> no he's doing won't. okay. <laughs> They have these cameras that are um, for like kids, like for toddlers, and they have like these big plastic bodies around them. So yeah. they're essentially mm-hmm. like a really small yeah. uh, digital camera with a big plastic thing. And so you could just like throw them down the stairs, and people are saying, like, oh, this is great for kids. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is teaching children that it's okay to just like take your expensive electronics and just like throw them down the fucking hallway. Right. Because someone else paid for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and. Um, Destroy that. You know what? You need to. We need to get away from this and mm-hmm. teach kids that the only thing that's safe to beat up is the other kids around them. Yep. Yeah. You know, the exactly. only thing that's totally going to bounce is the other or, or small animals. <laughs> yeah. Anything that's smaller than you and is alive is okay to beat up. That's what we right. need to be teaching our children. The truth. Yeah. Um, so we should talk about uh, Neo Shield. Yeah. Then I think we should move on to some of our uh, more competitive elements yeah. of the show today. Right, right, right. All right. So Neo uh, Shield. Neo Shield. So Neo Shield is a, uh, a an internationally funded team of uh, of scientists. It's and a pair of dark sunglasses that block out all <laughs> views of the Matrix. And you basically, cannot actually see the movie The Matrix through these sunglasses. Oh, thank God! I and uh, exactly. and basically Neo Shield. <laughs> uh, NEO meaning a near earth object shield. So basically it's a bunch of scientists that are trying to figure out how to save us from the asteroids that are clearly inevitably going to come and destroy us. Like it's a bunch of scientists dinosaurs. linking arms to stop yep. an asteroid. Yep. Uh, they have a couple of, they have a couple of plans that they're going to, they're going to try out and think about. Uh, the, the, the first one is uh, basically a gravity tractor. You shoot a satellite out um, like a decade out. You basically have to see the thing coming a decade away, shoot a satellite out and put it near it and sort of tug it out of the way. Um, the, uh, the other one is Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, the article I was reading actually mentioned that as a possibility. They're like, uh, scientists don't really think this is possible, but clearly the only way they're going to get funding is if they, uh, at least talk about shooting a fucking nuclear um, bomb onto an asteroid. They don't think it's going to help very much. Probably not. But I just love it's called Neo Shield. I feel like I'm watching, like, yeah, I feel like this is a sci-fi, uh, show that I'm watching. We work in Neo Shield. Yeah, it kind of relates to the Avengers because Shield is the name of the organization in Avengers. Yeah. And so, instead of protecting the planet from uh, crime, they are protecting the planet from interplanetary asteroid crime. Yeah. Well, I mean, could is, is that like it, one of Neo Shield's like initiatives? Someone really wants to call in on the show. I know, but unfortunately, I don't think that they really want to call in on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Who is it? Oh, okay. I mean, we could. We. I wish we had trivials this week. We could ask him the trivial. But um, I think we actually should um, uh, move on to our um, verses of the yeah. week. Um, as you know, verses is a segment where we take two things and find out what would happen if they versus each other. <laughs> so fucking epic. I know. So um, we were talking about Decker, the boat girl. Uh, she's just like this cute kid who uh, sailed around the the world in a little boat. Uh, and uh, we, we inevitable comparison. It's not the size of the boat. Uh, Michael Caine is here to talk. Yeah, to for some reason. We have old Michael Caine and young Michael <laughs> Caine here. Um, Don't go rough around. <laughs> Oh, Michael Caine prefers plain woman. What does new Michael Caine think about it? 
Did we? I'm sorry. Did we actually introduce who Plain Woman oh, yeah. is? Plain Woman is Amelia Earhart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, two women who, uh, by themselves or solo, circumnavigated the globe. One in a plane, one in a boat. Neither of them could drive with shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> It's like men oh, laughing oh. at a sexist joke over John Williams music. Yeah. <laughs> over over these two women who did incredible things that I could never fucking accomplish. Right. This is exactly <laughs> what the GOP convention is going to be like. <laughs> We're going to laugh at these women who did things that we could never even dream of. <laughs> what a bunch of losers. Well, young Michael Caine could dream of it because young Michael Caine still had fucking dreams. Well, you just got to blow the bloody doors off. All right, well, yeah, we're just, let's I mean, actually, we're just mocking someone else. Let's trip. actually do this. Um, so I am ha- going to have to go with Boat Girl um, because she uh, is alive. <laughs> and um, I bet she's going to be hot when she grows up. And Amelia Earhart never was. Okay. Uh, strong, <laughs> whew, strong. Strong points. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with Amelia Earhart here because I feel like what she did was much more groundbreaking. Um, and honestly, uh, while not to, not to uh, say that what Decker did was not very impressive, but um, I mean, think about it. We've been riding around on boats for thousands of years, whereas planes have been around for less than a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what she did, you know, maybe what had one other person done, maybe two, um, and it was really. Uh, Taking, I mean, you got to really take your life in your hand to go up in this contraption that's been around for a couple of decades mm. and tr- trust it to get you all the way around the world on your on your own. But Decker's so cute, Kyla. Love. You're okay. overlooking the overwhelming power of cuteness. You're overlooking the overwhelming power of the mystery of the uh, the disappearance. Uh, yes, I think yes, that's a strong. Lee, while your arguments are strong, the only thing strong They're also about creepy. them, yeah, the only thing strong, <laughs> the only thing strong about them is is how. Re- revolting they are really. <laughs> is the, the deep sense of disgust the strong sense of disgust that I'm feeling hearing you keep making the same argument um, yes the, the urge to poop is strong yes that's what, I, that's what I'm feeling and I will add I, I side with Lee Amelia Earhart you mean Caleb I'm going Amelia Earhart you're both named Lee from now on <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was a joke or just um, a thing or did you mean Caleb Laura Decker. I, I'm really, I'm kind of lost now. No, I mean, I mean, plain woman. <laughs> plain woman. Okay. I as we, that... as we mentioned before we started recording, not a uh, P-L-A-N-E, not an yeah. A-I, you know, Amelia Earhart. And I mean. Not a beauty, but yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider her plain. And I mean plain. Lee Ho- Hoffert, not Lee <laughs> Golden. As opposed to Leonard Golden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My fake son. <laughs> As opposed to as opposed to Leonard, Leonard Cohen, Leonard totally Cooper, different. My real son. <laughs> Didn't you know this is now Leonard Cooper as well? Uh, so uh, it's it sounds like Amelia Earhart. Uh, I feel like Amelia Earhart wins this round. All right, well let's open up the envelope. And um, it's Amelia Earhart. Oh look at that! Wow, wow! I never saw that coming. Yeah. Well, uh, on behalf of Amelia Earhart, I'll accept her award as a uh, winner, and uh, congratulations. Yep. Yeah, so now it's time to uh, move on. Before we start the next segment, yeah. I'm hoping that we maybe we could all take a little moment to uh, do our best movie preview lead-in voice. In a world. In a land. In a city. In a time. Before time. Before love and oh. knowledge. 
and cities. Before cities, there was a disaster. All right, folks, we're going to go over the top five movie disasters. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We we all did a reasonable impersonation of Pablo Francisco impersonating (laughs) movie impersonators. Exactly. So the top five movie disasters. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Are are these movie disasters or disaster movies? Not not movie disasters. Okay. Not the movies themselves, but the actual disasters. The top five movie disasters of all time in honor of. The end of the world, okay. according okay. to the So are these like disaster scenes in movies? Actual disasters. Oh, yeah, they, the scene, they, well, they oh. have to depict it, yes. Oh, I it see. can't be an imagined disaster. Oh, oh okay, okay. It has to be a movie okay. where there's an actual epic disaster. Yeah. It doesn't, but it doesn't actually have to be like... Uh, Does the, it have the, to be a disaster that's actually happened? That no, sounds like it okay. doesn't actually have okay. to be that. And it doesn't so disaster actually, movie. It doesn't actually have to be where the movie revolves completely <clears throat> around the disaster. Okay. Mm-hmm. It could occur to a different planet. Okay, But it just has to be the greatest disaster. Superman the movie. Oh, like when he turns the world around? <laughs> no, because his planet explodes. Oh, planet does explode. Mm. That's, that's, a, that's a good point. That's no. an exploding planet. Yeah, um, that's pretty bad. I mean, in the other spectrum of things, I would have to go like Titanic, like the sinking mm-hmm. of the Titanic. Although I hate that movie. That scene is amazing, like the whole destroying of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. I think that that is just a monument to cinematography mm-hmm. and uh, special effects. Also, like just the whole sequence from Independence Day of all of the like everyone getting blown up, like right, that yeah, is definitely fucking amazing. That's, that's I, classic. I'm glad that you put two in right away. Cause I'm sorry. Amazing. I mean, those those. I well, I feel we're just in. I feel we're just adding contenders right now. These yeah. aren't necessarily. This, is this isn't the, the final field. list. This is just the field. Yeah. Okay. Those are my two nominees. Oof, Independence Day. It's mm. hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we have to do one good asteroid impact. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know what I think I would, Armageddon is better. I would probably say Armageddon, except yeah. it didn't have a very. I can't think of really any singular scene that is like particular. Like, there's the no. New York scene, which is pretty cool, I guess, but. Paris. I mean, when they grew up, blow up Paris in that movie, it's pretty cool. They do oh. just detonate Paris. In your hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. That, that is great. When you see Notre Dame in the foreground, I, I don't You I see, like, there. the Eiffel Tower just gets. That's true. Des- it, like, it's it just, amazing. It gets to the epicenter. And they How about, um, mentioned earlier, Mars Attacks? Oh, that's a great I think a that's a fantastic one. horror, yeah. like, disaster movie. It is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yep, that's a good one. Anyway. It just tried to activate um, feedback protection, feedback protection for, for you do, doing a <laughs> Danny Elfman yeah. impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> doing a theremin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Victor Theremin, that's another interesting story we'll talk about on another podcast. So, so, so far, I think we have um, Armageddon. We have we have the disaster we have the asteroid impact mm-hmm. in Paris mm-hmm. from Armageddon. We have the uh, uh, the total destruction of major cities around the world yeah. from Independence Day, which yeah. is I think better. Than which is probably the most epic. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually yeah. like the whole world. We have the uh, the somewhat hilarious uh, or completely hilarious destruction of uh, and take over the Earth in Mars Attacks. Yes. Well, yeah, and we also yeah. have the destruction of Krypton. Yes. Now, okay, so do we, we don't really have any sort of uh, in, inbound, or rather, uh, disasters that start on the Earth. Like, are there any, uh, we've got Earth, maybe an earthquake movie, or uh, a tsunami? There is the movie Earthquake, starring Charlton Heston, which <laughs> is, is, that? is an yeah. awesome movie. That is We're also movie. overlooking yeah. Towering Inferno, yeah. Poseidon Adventure, uh, the airport series the, of movies. All of, the, all of the fantastic zombie movies. Like, we literally didn't mention any of the disaster movies from what about the that? great era of disaster mm-hmm. movies, right. the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. 
It's true. Well, but Ma- then again, like, you just listed all of them, so never mind. Godzilla. And I'm also not. Oh, damn it. Godzilla. About to say, oh, I was just yes. about to say, I want to nominate. I feel like that every time I'm about to say something, I'm, bro- I'm broadcasting it. Mm. And, and telepathically, one of you says it right first. You need to stop thinking before you talk. I know, that's the problem. Yeah, it's almost like there should be like natural disaster in, and then like science fiction disaster. What about the yeah, day totally. before the end of the world or whatever that one is? The Dennis Quaid. The one? day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Oh, that was pretty. I didn't watch that fr- one. Everything freezes. Everything over freezes shit. over. Mm. Yeah, that okay. that has an overwhelming sense of. Oh, South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. Mm-hmm. What scene? When they uh, kill the Baldwin. Satan. No, Satan actually coming out of the ground and taking over Canada. Um. Jurassic Park three, where somehow a tyrannosaur gets on into like New York City. Oh, if we're gonna do Jurassic that. Park three, where Jeff Goldblum yeah, no, is actually one. allowed to shoot on location in Southern California. <laughs> okay, this is so this is out of control. We have two yeah. here, so I think no, no, what we no, no. need okay, to do okay. is we we both we need to um, each vote for two. Okay, and then out of okay. those we can find. Um, okay, okay, go ahead. All right. You start, Lee. I vote for uh, Independence Day, and I also vote for. Uh, Titanic. I'm just gonna put those two mm. in there. Stayed with the ones you vote. Stayed with the ones you submitted. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm gonna vote also for Independence Day as a consensus vote. Okay. So I think that's. I think that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also gonna vote for. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie. While you think of it, I'll jump with mine. Go ahead. I'm go ahead, ready go for ahead. two. Um, I'm also gonna go with Independence Day. Top All right. Well, of the that's heat. the top consensus. Top of the heat. Okay. Um, and then I, I was sort of surprised. I didn't hadn't thought of it earlier, but I'm yeah I'm gonna. Mars Attacks. Mars I, I, attacks. More, the more I think about it, the more I like that as a disaster movie. Okay. That is a really great disaster movie. Um, but I don't know if necessarily it needs to be a disaster movie. I'm actually going to go with the destruction of Alderaan. <laughs> I think we should do a rule. Let's That's keep my it second. on this planet. It's going to be Independence right. Day and the destruction of Alderaan. Because we're talking about... Well, but here the, thing, the thing is, we're talking about the end of the Earth calendar. So I think we should talk about Earth-specific. Yeah. So I'm going to actually... Strike Krypton and Fair Alderaan. Enough. As much as as much as those are two of my favorite John Williams score disasters, <laughs> I think that I'm gonna have to take take them out because this is we should do Earth disasters. Um, Fair enough. All right, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the last of the Martian Chronicle movies. Then, what is that? Yeah, they come back to Earth and everybody's dead. The cities are all empty. There was a massive like Ooh, neutron oh my God. war, and everybody died, but all the cities are still there. Oh my God! How did we miss? Planet of the Apes. I thought uh, of Planet of the Apes, but it's not exactly it, a disaster. Though. It's not a disaster. They blew it up. God damn it! They blew it up. Okay, fine. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Wait, I think that's five. Independence Day, uh, Mars Attacks, Planet of the Apes. Um, uh, 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 shoot. Um, what was the one I just Independence Day, Mars Attacks, Planet of the Apes. Uh, I just said it. Oh man. <laughs> Keep going. I'm queuing up the I end music. Said, all right, all right. I just said it. Um, oh, well, uh, Martian Chronicles. Martian Chronicles, which is actually pretty scary. Mm-hmm. And then what was the last one? Oh, Titanic. Yep. Titanic yeah. maybe in the, the fifth. All yeah. right. So that's five. All right. Top five dis- movie disasters. Yeah. Not necessarily disaster movies. Not necessarily disaster movies. Well, there you have it, folks. It's been a wonderful time being back with you for mm-hmm. uh, Morning Handsome, the first of 2012. All right. Welcome to two. 2012. And take us out, Newt Vampire Weekend. Newt Vampire Weekend? No? No. You were the one who came up with the Newt Vampire. Oh, yeah, now I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Morning Handsome is brought to you by liberalguiltradio.org and morninghandsome.com. Have a great week, folks.
Internet Batman. <laughs>